0: Welcome to the Bitcoin Basics Podcast with your hosts, Faris and Gordon from CoinCompass.com, enabling you to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins. All resources are in the show notes and description, including our disclaimer. Visit BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com to subscribe and discover other free content. Hello and welcome to another Bitcoin Basics Podcast with your host, Gordon. That's me and I have Faris with me as well. Today, we're doing part three of our How to Buy Bitcoin series, and we're concentrating on how to keep Bitcoin. So we've already bought Bitcoin and we've already transferred or withdrawed it from an exchange into a wallet. But how do we actually keep it with all today's hacks and security issues and cyber hacks? Um, that could perhaps be difficult. But Faris, what does it mean to upgrade your security or what we call security hygiene?
1: Yeah, so this is something that I knew was important, but never appreciated how important it was until I started working with Gordon. And um, and this is Gordon's background, is um, internet and financial security specifically. So it's um he's put a lot of work into security hygiene. Um, and key terms that you can throw in there are infosec and opsec. But what that means is basically if you can, you know you can buy Bitcoin, um And you can remove your private keys as we've discussed in previous two episodes. But what does it mean if you're doing it on a computer that's running um, malware or has a virus in it or a Trojan horse? So the number one thing that we teach people how to do is make sure that you're running a safe and secure operating system before you buy Bitcoin. Because for all you know, someone can see what you're doing on your computer. You go ahead and do everything right. You buy Bitcoin. You remove it from an exchange. Next thing you know, they're gone because someone has seen what you're doing and they can just hack in and steal it. And security is not a one-time only event. It's a cat and mouse game. You're always, always having to just make sure you're practicing good um, security hygiene. So these are things where, A, is your device secure? Be it your mobile, your computer, your laptop. How's your connection? You need to be running a VPN. That's a virtual private network um, where you're basically protecting your IP address. You're masking your IP address from the world. Uh, We highly recommend you use a password manager. And another important thing is you use a dedicated encrypted email address. So the email address that you're using um, for every day, you don't wanna use that same email address to log into an exchange and buy Bitcoin. It needs to be a completely separate one. So I've just offloaded a whole bunch of detail there. And um, I really do want to say that Gordon has put a lot of work into a YouTube series, which is available for free, where he actually goes through and shows how do you do this? How do you um, run a secure operating system? How do you set up a password manager? How do you set up a separate encrypted email address? And two-factor authentication, which pretty much every exchange now requires as well. And if they don't, we recommend it. So this is actually a crucial, crucial part. This is, you know, even more important than buying Bitcoin is knowing how to keep it and keeping it away from hacks or even just your own um, human error. Because, to, you know, to date, um, at least seven million Bitcoins have been lost, and that's hacks and human error. And we don't want you to lose your Bitcoins or your satoshis. So this is crucial. Um, we can't recommend this stage any more than anything else. It's, you want to start with this and you watch the YouTube series. And if you have any questions, please contact us because this is a, a service we actually do provide individually, as well as to anyone who feels they need help with it.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Yeah. And if you've got any questions, feel free to put them in the comments of the YouTube videos. But if you need professional advice, perhaps on setting up your own Bitcoin custody solution for yourself, as Farrah said, contact us, coincompass.com. And it's really time to get serious about this stuff. Uh, I, I hear so many people buying hundreds of thousands or at least thousands of dollars worth of Bitcoin and you know they're doing it on their Windows 7 computer that's riddled with viruses and all kinds of stuff. And yeah, it's just... You need to get serious about this stuff, and as Faris mentioned, and don't worry, I won't go on about it, Faris, because I could talk about this forever. It's time to get serious, and what you really need, and Faris mentioned many solutions. You need dedicated a dedicated device and dedicated software to to do this. But it's not really a one one time action. It's as Faris said, it's not just buying Bitcoin, but it's you know doing your work from at home or whether it's online banking. It's something that you sort of need to improve and sort of upgrade as you go along. So you sort of need to level up over time. So not just for buying Bitcoin, but this upgrading your security hygiene will actually help you in pretty much every single thing that you do online. So there's something else that you need to upgrade as well. And that is called OPSEC or operational security. And another fancy way of saying privacy. So. Um, Faris, uh, instead of me going on, what does it mean to upgrade your privacy? Why can't I just sign up to Coinbase, give my passport information and a blood sample and then buy Bitcoin?
1: Well, unfortunately that information, um, can also get hacked. So your personal details, your date of birth, all of this stuff can get hacked and, if someone can gain access to your date of birth and your home address, um, it's enough for them to basically gain access to your email address. If they gain access to your email address, they gain access to everything. We still don't realize just how important your password is for your email. So this is something that your privacy is paramount. And a lot of people think Bitcoin's private. It actually isn't. Um, And that is still a misunderstanding of Bitcoin itself and Bitcoin wallets are actually very public, but I mean, it doesn't give away your personal details, but the wallet, the funds going in and out of that. Um, So your level of security, your level of privacy depends on you, but at the same time, it's something you just, you do need to be aware of on a daily basis is um, who's got your details and how are they storing them? And you can't control that. So, I suppose that's the big picture. Um, Gordon, you've gone into a lot more details on this. Um, And, yeah, you can provide a lot more details to that summary, that dog's breakfast of a summary that I just did.
0: No, no, that's good, Faris. And at the very least, as you said, let's say you buy Bitcoin from a major exchange. At the absolute minimum, they have your credit card information or banking information, your name, your passport, national or national ID uh, your account, um, probably your home address, although that may or may not be linked with your credit card, at the very least. And if you've got a significant amount of Bitcoin and that those information get released or gets hacked, that's a serious problem. And privacy then becomes almost as important as security. And I've mentioned this several times, and I'll mention it again. Uh, Ledger's uh, marketing database got hacked a few months ago, and uh, everyone who bought a hardware wallet from Ledger had their home address, their credit card information and their email address released to the public. And that's enormous. So if you've bought a significant amount of Bitcoin and now hackers know your home address, they know your email address, that is enormous privacy risk, not just for your Bitcoin, but physical privacy as well. Um, You know, you can imagine some of the scenarios of uh, people trying to to get your Bitcoin. So, yeah, we need to definitely think twice, if not three times about all of this stuff, not just when we're buying Bitcoin or keeping Bitcoin, but think about how we're actually doing it. So you may want to think the next time you buy Bitcoin, how are you doing it? Are you doing it on a KYC exchange, non-KYC? What information are are releasing? In the unlikely event that information gets released, uh, what's some sort of recourse? So, for example, Faris, and I could give many, uh, examples I'll just give one don't buy a hardware wallet with your home address I mean that's a that's a very simple one um and so we go through all of that in our uh, YouTube series and podcasts and we also help people individuals professionally um, to basically use best practices when it comes to privacy not just security. The only other last thing I want to mention, and I definitely won't go into it, is you can do, as Faris said, Bitcoin is not private. You can do all kinds of stuff like CoinJoin, which is basically sending Bitcoin to wallets or websites and mixing the Bitcoin and all that kind of stuff. Don't do that because that's a guaranteed way for you to lose your Bitcoin. So when someone on Twitter or Facebook or whatever says, send me you know, your 0.1 Bitcoin and I'll send you 0.2 back, Uh, Or even if they say, I'll make it private and mix it for you and send you 0.1 back, don't send your Bitcoin to any platform or service. It's a scam. So I could go on, but that's basically it. Um, We have covered how to buy your Bitcoin, whether it's KYC or non-KYC, then withdrawing it from an exchange or wherever the platform or service is so that you stop renting your Bitcoin and you're owning it. And then the last part, and, and sort of most in, most importantly, is as Farrah said, let's say you buy a lot of Bitcoin. Well, if you can't keep it safe and it gets hacked or lost or stolen, then, you know, that's obviously not good. So you need to upgrade your InfoSec, OpSec. And um, I will link the resources to everything I've mentioned in the podcast. And our YouTube series is at bit.ly slash SEChygiene. Again, that that will be linked as well. So, Faris, uh, stop me from going on. Uh, I think I've covered uh, InfoSec and OpSec and how people, not just for buying Bitcoin, but for everyday life, whether it's working or studying or doing your internet banking, need to consider this seriously.
1: Absolutely. And like I say, guys, Gordon's been, he's a professional at this. He did this for Australia's largest banks, so he knows what he's talking about, and this is, uh, information is available for free and it actually will make your life a lot easier as well as a lot safer.
0: Great. So, I hope you've enjoyed our series. Obviously, we've tried to keep it short and sweet, so we haven't been able to cover anything everything. Go to bitcoinbasicspodcast.com to subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel. You'll also find links and resources to other things like a free ebook, newsletter, and other stuff on that as well. But if you have any uh, professional, if you need any professional help, contact us, CoinCampus.com. And whether it's upgrading your own InfoSec or SecuritySec, or you need help developing your own Bitcoin custody solution, we'd be more than happy to help.
1: Well, that was the last of our very short series. Um, Again, please go into more detail. The best thing about Bitcoin is to learn about it.
0: Great. Thanks, Faris, and please like, subscribe, and share so that we can get this educational content out to as many people as possible. See you next time. Thanks for watching or listening. Please visit coincompass.com/free to register to our socials and discover other free content. Subscribing, liking, and following helps this content remain at free Until next time.